Welcome to Career Tools. Today's topic, Assessment Centers, Role Play. Here we go. So we're going to talk about role play today, huh? Yep. I don't know. We've we've heard probably a few hundred times how people uh, hate role plays, right? Yeah. I hate role plays, Mark. Yeah. I hate role plays, Mike. Yeah, I hate them. And they say it quite a bit at our Effective Manager Conferences and our Effective Communications Conference. And the Effective Communications Conference in particular, you know, only a couple hours later, having said that, they're sitting there doing role plays, having a great time, Loving doing it, a right. great version of a high D or a high C or whatever, whatever else we've asked them to play. Yeah. The problem with role plays often is that the ones people have done for years were crap. They were terrible. They were generic. You know, if people went to training, they were essentially artificial. And artificiality makes it hard for people to feel like they're learning something that will be applicable in the real world. On the other hand, role plays at assessment centers generally are very finely tuned. The problem is people bring in to the role play this idea that they're going to hate it. And look, having to be in a role play and not break the role play is even harder. It's like an interview in an interview. And so we understand why people are uncomfortable and they're fearful and so on. But how do you overcome fear? You do something and you prepare for doing something. I generally believe that more companies, not all companies, but more companies will start doing more role plays in the next 20 years. That said, it's not going to be all companies. It's only going to be the companies that are really serious about screening talent, which is to say the ones that are really, really important or the ones that are really, really good. Interviewing is supposed to be hard. Good companies make it hard. They say no a lot. And assessment centers and specifically role plays in them are a, a huge weeding out factor for so many people. Right. Uh, so there's career tools. we got to talk about it. Yeah. And my guess is probably, you know, the vast majority of our listeners are probably not, at least for now, are not involved in role plays at assessment centers. If you're going to be in a role play at an assessment center, there is very little out there to help you in terms of how to prepare and how to attack it. Yeah. So this is that cast. Yep. So what are our major points today? Three key points. You got to read the information carefully. Too many people rush through it and you can't do that. You've got to take your time and read it. You've got to decide what is being assessed. Just because you're in a role play with a customer doesn't mean a potential customer doesn't mean they're assessing your customer service skills necessarily. It might be, but it might also be your ability to handle stressful situations in a generic or a general sense. Uh, and then lastly, the thing that kills people is they think that if they throw the kitchen sink into a role play and they try to do everything, it'll be perceived as good. But no, that's not true. Role playing is designed to reduce the effect that preparation has on interviewing answers. And it's a very dynamic, fluid situation. So the real key, the thing you can do, not knowing what the specific role play is, the real key is not second guessing yourself. That's our third point. Don't second guess yourself. You go into the role play, you do the best you can, and that's the best you can do. And constantly saying, oh, I did that wrong. I got to add this, or I got to add that, or I got to say this, or I got to say that. You'll kill yourself talking to yourself in your own head rather than paying attention to the situation you're in and trying to do the best you can with the scenario that they give you. Good. So tell me about what's so important about the reading the information carefully and, and tell me what, what information are you likely to get? First of all, 
Well, okay, good question, because they're widely divergent schools of thought on that. There are really two different ways that companies approach them. In, in probably half the cases that we know of, there's barely any information given to the candidate, to you, when you're going into a role play. When they do that, what they're trying to see is whether or not the assessor, the assessor is trying to see whether or not you know what would be reasonable in the situation they put you in. An example that's, re- it's not really a role play, but I'll never forget an executive saying to me, I want to hire this technical person for this admin job sort of close to me. And we've got somebody we really like, but we're not certain, certain about her skills. I said, well, make her do an Excel spreadsheet. And she couldn't do it. I'm like, okay, that's 50% of the job. She can't do it. Don't hire her. In other words, it's not listening to what people say, but watching what they do that matters. And so giving less information causes the candidate in the minds of some companies to be more themselves. They want to see what you know, whether you know what would be reasonable. In the other 50% of the cases, there's a lot of information that they give you, more than you can possibly deal with. And part of the role play is seeing whether or not you can separate the wheat from the chaff. Can you figure out what's important in this situation or not? You know, I mentioned customer service role play. I saw a guy get off track in a customer in a role play and try to prove to this manager who was playing a disgruntled customer that he was right um, because the customer, the person playing the customer kept saying, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. And he felt like he somehow he got off track and thought he needed to prove that he was right. All the role play called for was resolve the customer's complaint. And what the client told me several times was the best solution is to say, I totally understand, apologize, and then say, how can I help you resolve this? And if they ask a question like that, the person who is the complainer, the role play person from the company says, well, what I'd like is X. And X was always within the purview of the person who was being assessed. And the good ones were short because the person solved the problem. Uh, and they didn't try to do 15,000 other things. And you you sometimes will be given way too much information. Now, look, in general, you're going to be given time to read the instructions. You're going to very quickly understand whether or not the scenario is a too little or a too much information exercise. You're also usually allowed to write on the instructions and given a pen and paper to take notes. Or if you're smart, you have a pen and paper with you. So look, start with a simple thing. Underline the most important part of the instructions, right? Circle the two or three things that you think are really, really, really important. Yes, you have to read through them slightly more quickly than you normally do in order to make sure you've read all of it in the case of the longer one. But look, what are the most important things? Look, how long do you have? Sometimes there's a time limit. You ought to know what the time limit is. Who are you? In other words, what's your role? Are you a customer service representative? Are you a manager? Are you an executive? Is this a sales situation? Are you a salesman? Are you a sales manager? Who else is involved? Who's the other person or persons in the interview or in the in the role play? And then the most important one, what is the object of the role play? What are you trying to do? Now, look, a lot of role plays, they don't give you an object. They just want to see how you handle the situation. And frankly, I'm amazed at the number of people who just think chatting with somebody is effective. As if to suggest, well, okay, you chatted. And then I asked them at the end, well, what would you have done at that point? You're done chatting for 15 minutes. What would you have done? You were the manager of this person who's upset. What actions would you take? Well, it didn't require me to take any action. Well, okay, no, because we want to leave it up to you. 
But what would you have done? Well, I don't know. It just depends. I said, well, in that situation, what would you have done? And they're failing. They're literally failing right in front of me. Dying right now. No, no, no. Take an action. Now, don't take an action one minute in, you know. So look, here's an example. You're reading the instructions and they say, you have 10 minutes to read these instructions and 10 minutes for the role play. Okay. Obviously, you're going to underline 10 minutes to read the instructions and 10 minutes for the role play. Folks, hopefully you wouldn't take your phone into a role play. I suppose there's a 1% chance you would have it in there if you turned it off. But I know companies who would actually say to you, please don't take your phone in there. But then the other thing becomes, you have 10 minutes, you have 20 minutes, you better have a watch on. I think I, I put a note out a while back that was as simple as wear a watch. Men, women, wear a watch. I'm amazed the people, the young people today, no, no offense to young people, but I'm amazed. Oh, I have a phone and the phone has the thing. Yes. And every time you check your phone during a meeting to check the time, we think you're checking email and perception matters. So you got to have a watch, right? In this case, you could, you could take it off and lay it in front of the instructions if you want to keep track of the 10 minutes. Okay. So you have 10 minutes to read these instructions and 10 minutes for role play. 10 minutes, each of the two 10 minute bits is underlined. The role play will begin as soon as the reading 10 minutes are finished. So look, you don't want to be reading at 10 minutes when somebody comes into the room, if they're angry or frustrated, or if there's going to be confrontation or what have you. And it goes on to say, you are a customer service agent in our San Antonio call center. Okay. So you'd probably underline customer service agent, right? Mrs. A is a customer who has purchased insurance from us for the past five years. So you'd write down Mrs. A customer. Her records for the past five years are included. And then underlined, resolve her call to her satisfaction without incurring additional costs to the company. So you're going to underline customer service agent, Mrs. A is a customer. Resolve her call to her satisfaction without any additional costs. Once you read the instructions and you underline those important points, you can spend the remainder of the 10 minutes reading her history. Make notes on the things that you think are going to be important. Obviously, you try to figure out what type of insurance she bought, anything about her family or circumstances, any payment history issues, any increase in, in insurance, any changes, uh, you know, if it's life insurance, changes in her family situation and so on. Pulling out the important information up front helps you separate the wheat from the chaff. Remembering what, you know, you don't, you don't want to be down in the weeds on the wrong thing if you can avoid it. You can't remember 10 pages of information. This is one of those overloaded information things. You can remember three or four things, uh, some of which we already have written down. And those are the kind of things at a high level that you need to know. Folks, studying everything to the nth degree will not make you better in the role play. Those of you who are high Cs, who, who like to prepare, spending five minutes trying to make something add up is, is a waste of your time. We're not suggesting you just glance at stuff. We want you to read through everything as much as you can. If there's 10 pages and you have 10 minutes and the pages are single spaced and eight point type, you're not going to be able to read everything. So you probably need to look for some summaries or some totals at the bottom of the pages or a an executive piece at the back. I'm amazed at the number of people who don't quickly look through all the documents and then never realize the back page. Here's an overview rather than trying to analyze every single line on a multiple page document that really there's no way strategically you can't get through 10 pages of single spaced stuff in 10 minutes if it's all figures and numbers and number of calls and those kinds of things. 
And this may be an analysis problem. It may be a customer service problem. I think in this case, it's clearly a customer service problem because you're supposed to resolve her issue to her satisfaction. And the fact that you know incredible amounts of details and you could prove to her that you know that won't resolve her issue. But you need to read through everything once quickly and then go back through and then say, okay, what are the important things here that are going to make a difference? And at some point, you have to decide what are the important things And then you have to role play based on those important things. And yeah, you need to read everything carefully, but carefulness doesn't mean knowing every single detail. It doesn't. What it means is knowing everything at a high level and then picking the things that really matters, which of course gets us to our next point. Good. Okay. (laughs) So what does matter? (laughs) Answer me that. Riddle me that, Joker. Yeah, part of the challenge of role plays is that there are two simultaneous goals involved. Your aim as the interviewee and the aim of the person you're playing in the role as a customer service agent, for instance, you know what the aim of the person you're playing is, and that's basically given to you as a part of the exercise, right? You also need to know what your aim is as the interviewee. Mm, Yeah, that's an important point. (laughs) Yeah, role plays are not added, just added to assessment centers because assessors know that interviewees don't like them. They're designed to discover something about you. In many cases, it's about your job skill set. Makes sense, right? In the example that we just gave, the assessors probably want to know whether the candidate can read the notes, find the important information. Then, can he understand the caller's points, whatever they might be? Can he articulate a reasonable answer which satisfies the caller? Can he do it without costing the caller, costing the company money? And if the customer gets angry... And even though that's not in the role play in the paperwork, I can't imagine it won't be a, a, a possibility in 50 or 60% of the cases and maybe even 90% of the cases. Can you handle a customer who's angry if you're interviewing for a customer service job? There's no trick here. There's nothing in the list of things that we just mentioned the company's looking for that you couldn't work out as a candidate in the role. If the company put tricks in in role plays, they wouldn't get the results they wanted. Trust me, if you feel like you're being tricked, you're not. You're wrong. And they're assessing something that makes sense. And if it were me and I were interviewing for a customer service role, I would say, okay, I'm going to be a good customer service agent. And rather than having a voice in my head the entire time saying, oh, you know, what's happening here? I'm going to say, okay, here are the four or five key points. I'm going to decide on what I believe those key points are going to be, and I'm going to do my best to achieve them. You will fail far more often because of your unwillingness to decide or your sense of being overwhelmed than you will if you choose the wrong thing to focus on. And the reason why is, You're already nervous because you're being interviewed. Now you're doubly nervous because you're in a role play and it's way more dynamic than an interview. If you think interviews are hard, wait till you get into role play. And then you've got this voice in your head, this third level of of, of confusion going on because you haven't said, okay, I'm going to pick these things and these are the things I'm going to focus on. Now, we admit you could end up being wrong by choosing A when in fact they're assessing B and maybe they don't get a good sense that you can do B because you focused on A. That that could absolutely happen. In our experience, watching thousands of role plays, that is rarely the problem. The problem is that you've got so much stuff in your head and you ha- you're not willing to decide of the 500 things, these are the three that really, really matter. Choose and then act on your choices. Deciding 
Making a decision, remember, those of you who've listened to our Manager Tools cast, is two things. It's a choice and the activity that makes the choice real. So if you choose to believe it's about customer service and, and, and having a good customer service relationship with someone, make sure you work on the relationship in the call. Even if you fail at, at spending some of the company's money, that's okay if you deliver on the thing that you believe in your analysis is what they're looking for. If somebody comes into the room dressed as a monkey, right? Like, oh, they, they, a company wants to do a trick or play something funny and something completely irrational. That happens a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there, there are times when companies do stupid things and, and uh, you know, they start throwing things around, right? You could carry on pretending nothing happened or you could stop and say, hey, there's a monkey in the room. Either way, all the company has learned is that if a person dressed as a monkey comes into the room, you react one way or another. Folks, that's not useful. That's not going to happen, okay? One out of every thousand companies might do that. If there's a trick like that, the company doesn't have a rational hiring process, and it doesn't matter. If they tell you no, you could say, well, they're irrational, and you've got a good justification. You don't need to worry about some curveball coming in out of left field. If a curveball comes in out of left field, and you just can't imagine why they would do something like that, then you don't have to put too much stock into their decision not to hire you. Or you might not want to put a lot of stock in their decision to hire you. You might say, well, I don't know. That doesn't make sense. You may choose not to be hired is the point. Yeah. The, the issue is decide. And deciding is two things. And if you want to demonstrate that you're a good customer service person, the one thing you can do is smile a lot, apologize, and restate, and don't say no, and then offer potential solutions. And if you do those things, and you miss one of the other things they're working, they're, they're looking at you for, you're probably going to be fine. But if you try to do everything, too many times you end up failing. So decide and then act on your decision, act on your choice. And if it comes out wrong, okay, you did the best you could. But don't, don't just try to get everything done. And don't try to do it faster. Because if you start getting fast and in your head your voice is talking to you as well, Total failure. It looks bad, too, from the other side of the glass if we're watching you. It's really kind of ugly. You can tell in the first 30 seconds whether the person is at peace about their decision or whether they're, oh, my gosh, I've got too much to do. Yeah, exactly. And, folks, look, don't second-guess yourself, right? If you're a good foot for the job so far, you're halfway there. You know, nine times out of ten, the, one of these role-play scenarios is based on the job you're going to do. It's not going to be some arbitrary activity. It's going to be based upon what you're going to be doing in the role. So if you're going to go for a call right. center role, it's likely the role play is going to be something about answering calls in a call center. And if you're going to be a project manager, well, it might be about trying to get resources in a matrix environment or some other thing related to project management. If you're going to be an engineer, it might be about resolving a technical problem with your design. Right. Yeah, tricks are tricks are just yeah, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, it's yeah. Gonna, it's going to be you're going to expect it. So don't don't second guess yourself going into it. Don't set yourself up for failure. Right. Once you're in the role play, just concentrate on what's being said and reacting to it. Be yourself. Look, I've said it before. You know, horseman's wager. Don't be somebody you're not, and then regret not getting an offer and wondering what would have happened if you'd been yourself. If you underline the important parts of instructions, you take a minute to think about what the aim of the role play is for the company, those things are in your short-term memory. You don't need to keep thinking about them. You don't need to be constantly assessing yourself every 30 seconds. That's the mistake that people make. Too many voices in their head. It's like the, it's like the last Samurai movie, the one with Tom Cruise, where the guy says, you know, he's trying to learn how to 
uh, wield a, a samurai sword. He says, you have too many minds, right? And, and he tells Tom Cruise, no mind, no mind, stop thinking. And we're not suggesting you stop thinking. We are suggesting you stop thinking with 20 different thoughts in your head all at once. <laughs> yeah. The worst thing you can do is be thinking about what you're saying and trying to figure out, is that the right thing? You have to let go and you have to say, okay, I'm in this scenario. I'm going to act. I don't have my lines, but I'm going to improvise. I'm going to improvise just the way improvisational comedic troops do it. They're not thinking about, oh my God, what's I going to say next? They're going to relax and let themselves come out. If what comes out is good, you're going to get an offer. And if it's not, maybe you're not right for that job. Try to be in the moment and not be second guessing yourself. Okay. This is not like interviewing where you have to have a little you sitting on your shoulder saying, how am I doing here? Because if you do too much of that, it will feel artificial to them and you won't be your best. It sounds weird, but you have to try to pretend that the role play is actually real. And look, folks, if you didn't have the skills to be successful in the role play, you wouldn't be there. You wouldn't have gotten through the resume screening. You wouldn't have gotten through probably the first interview. You're probably going to be fine. Yeah. The people that get it ruined because of the role play are the ones who overthink it. Right. Yeah. You don't walk into an interview and do it immediately do a role play. It's too expensive for a company to do. Right. So yeah, right. You've, if you made it that far, you're good. Just relax. Yeah. For those of you who have been in role plays before and you want to post them in the forums and get our advice about what might be more specific guidance on that, we'll be happy to share that with you as well. Just go to the forums, do that. And wrapping up, it's not, it's not rocket science, folks. You read the information carefully. Okay. Underline what's important. Not everything. Decide what's being assessed. Know, know your time limits, right? Decide what's being assessed. Decide how you're going to demonstrate that. Make a decision and then choose what you're going to focus on and then be willing to act on it. And then stop second-guessing yourself so that you can be yourself in the role play. If you get turned down for being yourself, there's no shame or harm in that at all. And look, we know a lot of us don't like role plays. But feeling a little bit awkward for 10 minutes is worth it if you're, if you're going for a job or a company that is the job or company of your dreams. And if it's the right job for you, you really do know how to be successful in the role play. Follow this guidance and you will be. Awesome. Thanks, my friend. You bet, partner. We'll see you. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week. In the meantime, have a great one. So long. <laughs>